Well, hello, welcome back. Come follow me with FAIR, Faithful Answers to New Testament Questions. I am Jennifer Roach. Today, we are going to talk about an issue, an issue that just baffles evangelicals to their absolute core. Um, Jesus and Satan are brothers. I will be honest, I this is an issue that baffled me to my core when I was an evangelical and literally had no way of knowing even how to think about this. So gonna try to talk through it for you as best as we can. Um, not trying to fuel debate, not trying to um, teach you how to win a fight with your evangelical neighbor, but just trying to help you understand kind of how they think about these things and why. So then maybe you can share some stuff with them about how you see this and give them some gifts from our faith. So, okay, we're in First Corinthians. Um, in the Come Follow Me readings. Um, and chapter one, really all through through 1 Corinthians, Paul is talking a lot about unity, acting as one in Christ, that we're brothers and sisters. I don't have a, like a specific verse that sums all of this up in a real tidy way. So I'm just using the overall theme here. Um, this will be our first time really going through this idea of Jesus and Satan as brothers, and we'll hit it again. Um, but I want to do the introductory stuff here. So we're kind of making it fit here to some degree, and that's okay. Um, so you probably know, Paul basically has two kind of modes that he works in. One is... He encourages the believers with all kinds of statements of um, you are sanctified through Jesus Christ into the glorious blessings of all that God has for you. He uses these wonderful, encouraging words. And then Paul's other kind of mode is for the love of God. Would you little freaks act normal for five minutes? Right. And we're going to see that play out a lot here in both one and two Corinthians. And for good reasons, Paul has got some stuff to, to deal with them on. Um, but with both of these modes, what he's trying to inspire them to is to be better than they have been to treat each other like actual brothers and sisters. And that is a big part of what we see here, the, the beginning of one Corinthians. So this idea of brothers and sisters is usually, it's pretty easy for, for evangelicals and Latter-day Saints to identify with that, that your fellow believers are your brothers and sisters in Christ. In, in our church, Latter-day Saints, we use those as titles. We taught, you know, brother so-and-so, sister, sister Roach, would you say the opening prayer this morning, right? Like we use that explicitly. And they don't always use it. Evangelicals don't always use it explicitly, but it's there. It's in their theology. It, it's implied. Um, and when we say other believers are our brother and sister, part of what we're saying is um, God is the father of all. Now, Latter-day Saints, I know that you just nodded your head and you said, yeah, you know, Jennifer, skip to the parts that, that we don't know yet. We already know God is the father of all. But let me tell you why evangelicals get real nervous when Latter-day Saints say that. They would put a huge kind of asterisk next to the word all in their footnotes that goes something like this. Um, 
God is the father of all humans who choose to belong to him, but not really the father of all. Some people choose to not believe in Christ and therefore God is not their father. Um, they also don't necessarily see um, angels or demons as necessarily having God as their father, not in the same way that they would see a person who believes in Christ. They would say those are angels and demons are created beings. Um, they're, we've talked about this before. They're a separate species. God created them, but he's not necessarily the father of them. Um, the, the species issue comes up here and it's going to come up a bunch of time in Paul. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say that, go back about four episodes in this show and I and I say a whole lot more about it although we've talked about it all the way through this is a really a, a big dividing point here um so the question that comes up here sometimes from evangelicals is something like wait you think that God is the father of both Jesus and Satan Latter-day Saints, I know you would probably respond with something like, uh, yeah, of course he is. God is the father of all. Let me tell you why evangelicals are just shaken to their core by that and why they, they dislike like it so much. I don't want to do that in part by going back and talking about a very old movie um, called The Godmakers. Now, if you're close to my age, I'm 52, um, or if you're older than me, you probably have heard of this movie. If you're m very much younger than I am, maybe you missed this whole era. Um, and if you did, here's the real brief summary. Um, Godmakers was the most popular kind of anti-Mormon propaganda of its day. It was put out in the early 1980s. Um, the runtime is a, is about an hour. It's It's 52 minutes or something. You could go watch it on YouTube if you want to. I, I don't recommend it. You'll just be infuriated by all of the, the lies and the half-truths and things. But you would actually be quite enlightened because the way that things um, are described in that movie um, it is really influential. It, it, they're still described that way today with some slightly more sophisticated language. Um but but it, it's easy to trace the same arguments through the decades to where we are now. Sometimes um, it's sometimes that movie goes under the title of the banned Mormon cartoon, as if the church was really trying to like suppress all this truth they didn't want to get out. Um, so it was a very popular little movie with evangelicals in the 1980s. Most of you know, I grew up in the evangelical church and the church where I grew up, they showed us that film frequently, as frequently as they could, I think. We would watch it during church service once a year. They had um, a special Sunday school class where you could go and watch that movie and talk more in depth about it. And they got to learn all of the ways in which Latter-day Saint theology was terrible. Um, and it, and it's all distortions, it's all half-truths, none of it would make any sense to you. The reason I bring up this movie is that it is one of the big sources of twisting this truth just enough so that our beliefs seem entirely unreasonable. 
it was sort of the CES letter of its day, if you know what that is. Um, as an aside, I, I will tell you this. The, the author of that movie, and there's a book by the same name, um, he's from Washington State. When I joined the church four years ago, I was still living in Washington State. I still lived in the same state where that guy had spent most of his life and where he wrote that book. Um, and when I found that out, I just thought it was incredibly ironic. Like, here I am, this lifelong evangelical girl who has received a lot of my early information about Latter-day Saints from this terrible little film. And I move into the neighborhood of the guy who made it and and I joined the church, which is, I'm assuming, not at all what he would have wanted or intended. I'm just snarky enough to find that very amusing. Anyway, um, one of the big played up thing, themes in that movie is that Jesus and Satan are brothers. And evangelicals are scandalized by this. Um, even though, so that movie's 40 years old, I would be shocked. I'd be completely surprised if there are any evangelical churches that are still using it. Um, the slant that they put on it back then, um, it really stuck in the evangelical, evangelical imagination because of what it means for them. So, so let me try to explain to you how they hear that. So one kind of popular evangelical apologist says, in response to the question, are Jesus and Satan brothers? He says, the biblical witness is clear and convincing. Jesus Christ is the eternal creator God. Paul explicitly teaches that Jesus is the creator of all. Now, Latter-day Saint friends, I know that your brain is going, yeah, but what does that have to do with this? Like that was his response to the question, are Jesus and Satan brothers? To I think most Latter-day Saints, it doesn't make any sense. It's completely non sequitur. Because Latter-day Saints also believe that Jesus is the eternal creator God. He was there at the creation of the world. We are taught this on a regular basis, right? In evangelical speak, what this guy and, and what most evangelicals would be trying to say with that is something like, um, number one, Satan is a created being. Number two, Jesus is the creator God. So number three, how could Jesus and Satan be brothers if Jesus created Satan? Like it's, it's a, it's a puzzle. It's a loop. They can't figure out how we're saying that in any way whatsoever. When they hear that, they hear, oh, you think that Jesus and Satan are equals they're hearing brothers as equals and so they they think that that means that we place satan on par with jesus that satan is part of the godhead or or in in their way of saying it satan is part of the trinity which of course is absolutely not at all what we're saying but that's how they that's how they're hearing that word brothers so the first time um, I read through Messiah, you get about, you get to chapter five, verse seven, and I was real puzzled by it because, I mean, here's the verse. Because of the covenant which ye have made, ye shall be called the children of Christ 
his sons and his daughters, for behold, this day he hath spiritually begotten you. For ye say that your hearts are changed through faith on his name, therefore ye are born of him and have become his sons and his daughters. I really only understood how to read that through a Trinitarian lens. Like my first time through, I mean, a lot of times I just didn't even know what I was looking at. I was trying to make sense of it in a way. And that was a very sort of puzzling verse. It, it sounded Trinitarian to me, to be honest. Um, my thinking was something like, Jesus is the son, but he and the father are the same. This verse is calling him the father. So he's the father too. But that's a Trinitarian conceptualization of what that verse is saying. In evangelical thinking, creator and father are identical. So when Jesus is functioning as creator, which is something Latter-day Saints and evangelicals do not disagree on, evangelicals hear that as him being the same substance as the father. This is what they mean by Trinity. And so they get upset about the idea that Jesus and Satan could be brothers in that way because it, it drags Satan into the Trinity. To them, brothers are equals it, in the sense of like, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Like that's a way of saying we're all equals. So to say that Jesus and Satan are brothers is to say that Satan is equal to Jesus. Um, we talked in the early episodes of this series that one of the really the very best characteristics of evangelicals is that they are passionate about protecting um, Jesus, getting him theologically correct, believing the right things about him. And, and that impulse in them absolutely deserves our respect. But what they can't quite see here is how their extra biblical teaching from the fourth century, which is where the Trinity comes from, it obscures the picture for them. So in the fourth century, God the Father and Jesus Christ are said to be made of the same substance. The Greek word there is homoousia. Um, it, it's not a word that's in the Bible. It's not, um, it really isn't decided on as doctrine until 400 years after Jesus, right? Once that belief like is set in stone for them, they no longer know how to make sense of the fact that God the Father is still the Father of all, including the Father of Jesus, even though we also say Jesus was the creator. God is the Father of all created things, including Satan, including you, including me, but the same substance issue obscures how they see Jesus. This is, I mean, this is, this is a real philosophical, and I know that's a little hard piece of logic to follow. If you'd like more on that kind of piece of it, I absolutely recommend, look up my friend and colleague, Ben Spackman. He has an article called um, Covenants and Kinship, Jesus as the Father, and really helps you kind of, untangle the trinitarian reading of that and get into a, a a more correct reading of it um i will leave him to explain the technicalities um if you have further questions on that so all of that to say 
when even when an evangelical says you believe G Jesus and Satan are brothers, it's intended as a as a critique, as, as really the the deepest, most um offensive thing that we could say about Jesus is that he's really actually Satan. Because they her brothers as equal, so Jesus equals Satan. Satan is in the Godhead. That's that's how their logic goes. Um, what they mean is we have an improper view of Jesus. This is at least in part where the whole argument of you worship a different Jesus. Th this is where that comes from. Let me let me pivot here a tiny bit and use a different um, kind of less philosophical argument. In the Bible, both Jesus and Satan are called the bright and morning star. Um, the, the name Lucifer, if you don't know, it's a Latin word. It literally means morning star. But Jesus is also called the morning star a number of times, it, especially in the New Testament. Both of them are given this title, Jesus and Satan. Right? Weird. Another example from the Bible both Jesus and Satan are called a lion. Satan is the lion who seeks to devour believers. Well, Jesus is called the lion of the tribe of Judah. So they're both stars. They're both lions. They're both also called sons. If you ask any evangelical, they probably could be pretty clear with you that they are not confused that when Satan is called a lion and when Jesus is called a lion, the Bible is saying they're the same thing. They easily differentiate those. Just because the word lion can be applied to both of them does not make them equals. They also understand um, with the, the morning star phrase, although, I mean, that's a, a little bit deeper. You have to find somebody who's studied a little bit deeper into the Bible. Lots of people are just going to gloss over that and never catch the idea that both Satan and Jesus are called this. Um but, but even evangelicals who have studied this, they are not confused by it saying, oh, bright and morning stars applied to both of them. That must make them equals. Nobody thinks this. Um, in the book of Job, the phrase sons of God is sometimes, it sometimes means angels. Sometimes it means devils. Sometimes it means humans. But no one is confused that those three groups are, are being referred to differently and have different functions in the story. But saying Jesus and Satan are brothers is a trigger for evangelicals. Despite all of these other examples where they're completely adept at, at, at seeing the difference. Jesus and Satan are both called lions, but they're not equal. Um, when we say Jesus and Satan are brothers, they really only hear Jesus and Satan are equals. Sometimes they'll go on to say, you think that that means Jesus is created, that he is not the eternal creator god because satan was created and so if jesus is equal to satan we've just downgraded jesus to make him a created being which is not what we believe and um, we've talked a number of times in this series about the species problem and this is just another version of that latter-day saints see god angels devils and humans all the same species evangelicals see them as three separate species so the question i mean the question is like how do you get out of this corner with them? Um, if all they can hear is, you think Jesus is just like Satan, um, it, it, that's a tough muddle to get out of. 
I'll tell you what I think, how you get out of that corner. It's not the only answer by any means, but here's my suggestion. Go all the way back to the beginning. So non-Latter-day Saint Christians, they don't have the same understanding of the premortal council that we do. We will get we will get to this in an upcoming episode, October, I think, and maybe November. Um, helping them understand that story, the the premortal council, what happened there might be a good direction to help them understand what we're actually saying about God being the father of all. Um, and that Jesus is still the eternal creator God, even though he is also called the son of God, and how all of us from Jesus to Satan are still also children of heavenly father, who is the father of all, right? It, that story like very nicely unwinds all of that. Um, at least part of the point of that teaching is that we are all God's children and we are all given the ability to make choices. Jesus chose to serve and save. Um, well, Satan wants to take away choice. Evangelicals want to know that Jesus and Satan are as different as night and day. And the conversation about what happened even before this world was created, that the, the entire premortal council conversation might help them see the ways in which we are saying Jesus and Satan are different as night and day. Um, that's not a part that probably most evangelicals are familiar with. They might have some vague ideas that kind of come from popular culture on this. But many of them have probably never heard a sincere Latter-day Saint explain their belief about the premortal council and and how that illustrates the the incredible differences between Jesus's plan and Satan's plan, and that those two plans are are person personified in each of them in Jesus and in Satan. It, that will get you out of the corner it, if you if you want to try going that way. So there you go. That's why they get so offended at. Jesus and Satan are brothers. Hopefully that gives you an idea or two about how to talk about that with them. Come back next week. We will be at the end of first Corinthians where we get a lot of Paul saying, for the love of God, would you little freaks act normal for five minutes? And it's pretty fun. We'll get there. We're actually going to talk about next week, Paul's um, um, comments on men and women how they're different, how they need each other, and how that plays out in both groups, Evangelicals and Latter-day Saints. I think it'll be super fun. As you know, I have a weird definition of fun, but you listen, so apparently you do too. I don't know. It'll be a great time. See you then.